like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi, and today I've got Lisa Murphy back with me. Hey, good morning. It's not probably early for Lisa, it's early for me. So <laughs> I think we know who's going to shine. <laughs> Who's gonna Who's gonna not have any words this morning? Well, that's okay. You have a quote. We can I do say. have a quote. Yes, that's it's I guess somebody else's words. It finally pays off. Um, okay, so Lisa and I were talking yesterday about lots of other random things, and we we got off onto sort of a side uh, conversation about the idea that the only kind of information that's valuable is if it comes from a peer. The, the idea that, not the, not the truth, that if it comes from like peer-reviewed research and um, all the things that come along with that. So that's what we're going to unpack. Um, but here's the quote, and it's from Lisa's book, Lisa Murphy, on being child-centered. Yay! By Lisa Murphy. <laughs> M-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um, our starting point is this. What I am saying is that if there are things you believe strongly about when it, when it comes to children and the environments they are growing up in, it behooves you to be familiar with a couple of reasons why you believe these, those things that go a bit deeper than you just thinking or feeling that they are important, um, which is absolutely true and goes to your core questions that what are we doing, why are we doing it, who is it for? Um, well, I think you, you need to be able to go deeper than, well, I just like it. You know, I yeah. like it. It's what, yeah. it's, what, it's what I like doing. Okay, that's fine and valid, and I'm not really taking that away from you. But if that's all you've got, mm -hmm. you know, at some point you potentially, and I could be, I could be off base here too, you know, but, it, but it, that's not going to always keep the conversation going if somebody walks in and starts challenging, you know, what you're doing or, or appears to be challenging what you're doing. So sure. I think at the end of the day, if I had a magic wand, what I, what I want is for people to be able to talk about, yes, the three questions. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who is it for? And what, what additional resources do you have to, to back that up? Should the situation call 
for you to be able to tap into that, if, if that makes sense. And, right. you know, I, I, I do believe that it doesn't always have to be a peer reviewed, you know, internationally published, um, double blind. (laughs) I, I, I think that can be one, I think it could be a little intimidating for, for people in, in our profession to think it always has to be research. And, and, and I know I'm just kind of monologuing here right now, but I, I think there might be even some wisdom in what, what is your personal definition of, of research? You know, uh-huh. does that, does that scare you? Does that, do you think you have to go to the library? Um, well, are, that's what, you know? yeah, that's what I was going to, going to say is that sometimes that, you know, of course I, I can get really excited about a good peer reviewed journal article as much as the next guy, but um, it's not always all that accessible either. I yeah. mean, we keep joking about losing our, um, our JSTOR access yeah. if we leave yeah, academia like, or whatever a, a perpetually um, enrolled master's student just so i have access to the, so the database <laughs> um so so i guess accessibility is a thing too but um you know you talked about uh i can't remember exactly how you worded it but you said something about you know if if we need to defend a practice or review a practice then it helps to to have to be able to go a little deeper than oh this is just what i like to do um, and that could be another adult coming in and challenging you, or it could be just something's not working with the, with this group I have right now and the way I have things exactly. going and, um, yeah, I'm doing it because this is the way I like to do it. But if I need to change something, then it helps to be able to go back to some theory or sure, um, or what even, article did I read that really exactly. made me think this was a great idea. Just like, you know, in teaching young children or an exchange or something like that. Yeah. I got this idea from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe do I need to go back to that initial point Mm -hmm. and think about the variables that might've even been in play when I decided, Oh, I'm going to adopt this into my practice. You know, did you have a very, very um, charismatic professor who, you know, yeah. you just kind of jumped on everything that they said is, is dogma. And, and that's cool. You know, it mm-hmm. happens to all of us. Um, but if it stops working in your practice, there's, there's room to go back and think about, is it still working? Mm-hmm. Um, where did it, where did the idea come from? Do I have other research that supports it or even another article that supports it? Or is it, is it one one thing I read one time on a Facebook page, you know, and I completely changed the entire way that I work with children. And, you know, there might be room there to, to see if you can get other resources to add some, some depth to that. But I, I, yesterday, one, one of the things I want to make sure, and this is me totally being selfish, but one of the things we did talk about yesterday, I'm Mm -hmm. talking to your listeners is, is that sometimes I think we can be guilty of over defending. Yeah. Some I of our to practices get to too. too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if somebody comes into your classroom and, and starts questioning what you're doing, um, you, you don't need to jump into the deep end of needing to go, you know, defend with a master's thesis with 14 articles. <laughs> the point there, um, you know, and I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing that because, you know, I, I sure shit would support you, <laughs> you know, if you had the ability to do that. Um, but I, I, I need to make sure that we're not losing sight of the relationship factor here. Um, the relationships that you're deepening and developing with your clients, with your colleagues, with the children, that I really believe should be like center stage. Like mm-hmm. even just saying, hey, it's so just having a banter like not just not jumping right away to having to, to defend everything, but, but even just a very casual, 
you know, it looks like it, it sounds like like you're having some questions about some of the stuff that you're seeing here. You know, this is a little sudden. And where did that come from? Because maybe the parent read an article, you know, yeah. maybe the parent read something or, or saw a show on TV or something like that. And, you know, so let's let's have a conversation of sorts before. I automatically assume that I, I need to get online and find an article because, um, you, you know, I think getting more information from the person you're talking with is going to guide you probably more effectively and more successfully to the best intervention of what that particular situation might, what, what, what that situation might need or what mm -hmm. that might call for. It could be an article. It mm -hmm. could just be a five minute conversation. It could be allowing that parent to think about some of the things that they might've been engaged in when they were kids that maybe they had forgotten about. And um, I, I, I think sometimes we, we overreact right. with having to prove our point. And I think an unfortunate byproduct of that is that then maybe it looks like something is happening that shouldn't be happening because we got overly protect defensive or something. Right. Right. Because, well, so, and then we're just in a heightened state of emotion when we're feeling defensive like that. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to be the most persuasive <laughs> in that state. But I wonder if it comes from, um, I've certainly, I've, I've been that person who over defends. I still am sometimes, of course, um, depending on context and, um, uh, you know, for the job I'm in now, I, I am not, an expertise and an expert in the area that everyone around me is. They're all speech language pathologists and I'm not. So there are times when I definitely slip into over defending mm, um, mm -hmm. because of that. But I wonder if some of it comes from um, the, this idea that it has to be um, research or we have to use the word research um, comes from just this general defensiveness we have as a field because we aren't seen as professional and we have this chip on our shoulder. Um, and, and then we jump into uh, immediate defensive mode, which doesn't help our case because we seem like, you know, we're protesting too much. So there must yes. be something wrong with our argument. Exactly. Uh, you know, I think yeah. that's why evidence-based has become a, such a buzzword. And I think you even put it on your buzzword bingo card yeah. in the book um, <laughs> because we all feel like we can't just, uh, we can't be professionals and trust our intuition or um uh get get something just you know from a book we bought at a conference off a table you know that wasn't necessarily from jstor yeah. um and i well, and I, I, I think we get I, ourselves all tied up in that we do and and i know the comparison to medical doctors is often you know something we use because it makes a big point mm -hmm. um it makes a quick it makes a quick point you know but when when you do go to your health practitioner and he or she prescribes you a medicine or or gives you a diagnosis you know very rare <laughs> uh -huh. are, are we pushing back with with the against their expertise the way that I think we feel often that we get pushed back you know mm -hmm. we, we're not seen as professionals so we kind of overshoot the mark and are ready right. to, to 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 defend and get the, on the soapbox and 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 yet, if you flip it and you look at other professions, there is an inherent trust and a, a belief that you wouldn't be in this position unless you kind of had a handle on on the theory that supported mm -hmm. what you were just telling me. Like so, and 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 to that though, you know, are we really at a point where we can assume that everybody in this profession 
has a strong, solid working knowledge of best practice and child yeah. development theory. And, and the sad answer to that, and this might piss somebody off, but the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, we, we, we can't. So where is that middle ground? You know, what, what are the variables that then imply that you do have a handle on it that you know like like the other day the other day i mean it was the last couple gigs before my mm-hmm. quote unquote off time but you know i somebody was talking about something and and uh no i well i was i was talking <laughs> about was my talking. position on something and uh-huh. and somebody <clears throat> was talking uh, sorry i lost my train of thought and and somebody <laughs> in the audience was like you're right and i looked at them and i'm like i i know <laughs> like I, I know I'm right. And okay. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I don't know where I was really going with that, but yeah. you know, it, you do have, you have to know what you're talking about, but I think you also need to be situationally aware mm-hmm. as to whether or not this particular interaction with somebody requires you to, you know, whip out the notes for your master's thesis, or if it just requires a little bit of a conversation. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's the messy, sloppy part is that, you know, I would expect everybody to know how to get a copy of an article, right? Um, but I don't think you always need to jump into that, that level of proof you know, I like I get so I get emails on a regular basis. Hey, I need an article talking about yeah. X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and and I very much appreciate that people one are stretching their own knowledge base and their comfort zones, and that they've thought to reach out to me. I mean, that keeps me humble. Uh-huh. And at the same time, I always reply like, you know, w- why do you think you need an article? You know, why? Mm-hmm why does it have to be something grounded in research? Like, why can't it just be a a common sense answer or, you know, where did it come from that something now all of a sudden is being challenged and, you know, to beat the dead relationship horse, you know, that's, (laughs) you know, does this parent intimidate you? Does this parent scare you? Um, Do you feel like you have to be, you know, like more credible with this, with this particular person? Um, you know, do you not know them well enough to just be like, yeah, you know what? We do go outside every single day for an hour because it is what is best for children. You know, do you need to be, um, become more comfortable sounding confident with your uh-huh. answers? Well, you know? do you, th- I wonder if that's part of it. Um, I mean, part of it I do think is just coming from top down that, um, more of the language of our field is focused around evidence-based and research-based, but I wonder too, if it's some, if it's, um, whatever the opposite of top down is, um, sort of within ourselves and our own comfort level in articulating why we're doing what we're doing, um, Mm -hmm. or our own confidence level within a relationship with whoever we're talking to about it. Um, well, yeah, very much so. Because if, if, if you have a certain position that you take in regards to anything in our profession, um, let's even just say going outside because it's mm-hmm. an easy, it's easy. Let's say that some professor somewhere along the way said kids need to be outside for an hour every day. And you're like, okay, but you've <laughs> not done anything else <laughs> yeah. other than, than you know, kind of hitch your cart to that horse. And so... Uh, and I'm not even saying that that's good, bad, true, or false statement. It's just that if that's all you've got and somebody is louder or more aggressive or more sounds more confident comes in and says, well, I only think they should have 30 minutes. Like <laughs> you got nothing to stand yeah. on other than somebody told you at one point. So, so I don't know. Am I stumbling over my words? In, what, you no, just I, I, you, no, I get it. And I think, I think where that, did um, it come from that you believe yeah. that? 
Yeah. And, and ultimately whether, wherever we get the information, whether it's, um, you know, I, I just finished reading Jared Green's book about, uh, building resilience through physical play. And, um, and there's a lot of good information in there about, um, you know, why, why we should support children and, um, taking healthy risks, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not going to go and say to, to a parent who's questioning maybe, um, uh, why I let kids go up a slide. Um, I'm not going to say, well, Jared Green in his book, I'm okay. Building resilience through physical play asserts that, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. in that, in that relationship with that parent, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to try to connect it to, um, what's important to them. I'm going to try to connect it to what's actually happening. I'm going to share real examples. So even, even if we've got that good information, it's not going to be effective or, um, persuasive to, to just say, Oh, well, this thing I read said it was okay. So we're doing it. We have to still be able to process the information a little bit. And then if we have to share it with someone, we have to do it in a way um, that's going to resonate with that. That's going to resonate with that person. You got to um, know your audience and, and pick our time. Like we had, um, the, the first ever incident in a year and a half at this new job of me having to call a parent because of an injury on the playground. Um, and they were of course, you know, upset like people are when their children are injured. And that was not the moment for me to say, well, research yeah. actually shows yeah. that, um, <laughs> You know, he will be play, a more resilient child. Yeah, now the that play this he happened. was engaged in and this injury is going to have a positive effect and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, um, so even though I had a I had a position on the topic, that was not the moment. So so wherever the information comes from, I think it's more important to really think about and process how we're going to use it and what it means for our daily practice than defending where it came from. Yes. And knowing your audience, you know, yeah. some, some, some parents would re- maybe not in that particular scenario, but me. you know, what does parent, and, and that's why this job can be so, so messy, literally and physically and emotionally mm-hmm. and psychologically, because there might be a couple parents that you interact with that do need you to photocopy that article that you completely read it from. Right. And maybe somebody um, wants to read it, but then wants to talk to you about it. And, mm-hmm. and I know, I know the whole idea of visual auditory and kinesthetic learner is kind of, you know, kind of losing some of its credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole other conversation, yeah. but, but there's still, there's still some truth within that. You know, if you've got a very visually oriented parent, they are going to respond to articles. Uh, doesn't mm-hmm. need to be peer reviewed, but you know, you yeah. photocopy something, print something off. They're going to respond to that very mm-hmm. auditorily driven. They're going to want to talk to you about something or right. listen to a podcast about something. So, you, you know, and you, you gotta, you still, you gotta know your audience and how is it going to work? Yeah. You just having access to the knowledge is, is, is a part of that equation. Yeah. Now uh, what there, are you going to do with it? Yeah. There was a moment and um, I've only, I've only tried it once. It wasn't particularly effective at the time, but I was pretty proud of myself for it. <laughs> where someone, a parent was challenging. No, it was a, a boss was challenging something that I was doing and whether or not it was evidence-based. And I said, well, I've observed that it, they don't get that injured when I let them run. And we've had several days of no injury and one day of small injury. 
and so the evidence that I gain from that yeah. <laughs> observation is what I'm using to, you know, guide my practice here. And so in that way, it is evidence-based. It is evidence-based. And, and, uh, and that goes back work to that what day, I but. <laughs> but But it's too bad because it's still valid. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. valid. You might have both been using different definitions of the word evidence, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, what you just described, it is evidence. Yeah. It might not be what the boss was looking for or considered evidence but it but it the truth is that it is (laughs) yeah yeah and i i I think too often the words evidence and research are used to shut down conversation instead of Mm. to extend it um because it's to prove that we're right okay but okay uh well yeah but i think (laughs) i don't don't know i was actually wondering i was thinking a negative thought of that might there be times when somebody in a position of either perceived or actual authority uses that language in order to shut somebody down, erring on the side that nobody that they're speaking to is actually going to have any evidence or data or, or research when in actuality they might like, Uh like, do you see what I'm saying? Like they err on the side of thinking, Oh, these people that I'm talking to, they don't, they don't know. So I'm just going to say, unless there's research, well, what if there's three or four people sitting in the room who are like, well, actually, (laughs) well, you mentioned research. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my binder out. Um, Yeah. I guess I just want to, I want to clarify. I know that we've both said it a couple of times, but we're not dismissing research or no not or that, at all that kind of information we you know we talk about it a lot and um, i just don't think you need i i think we over- but it's not the, the only thing it's yeah. not the only thing that's <clears throat> going to continue a conversation it's not the only thing that gives validity to some of the choices that you're making you know in the in the classroom yeah. you know i mean if, if absolutely every single interaction we had with children needed to be research-based you, you know, come on, you know, that's yeah. getting, that's getting a little ex- extreme. Yeah. Well, um, and I, I think it can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of, a lot of research can be. And, um, you know, I think about curriculums that say um, they have evidence that, um, you know, children who go through this curriculum do better in second grade reading or whatever it might be. And I'm just pulling that out of the air. Um okay, but is that what we value? Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's a difference between a curriculum company saying, um, we have research that supports that kids do better at reading when they do this curriculum. And um, thinking, well, what do we know about development and how children really learn? And is this really an important thing we need to be measuring with research right now? Exactly. So, so just because it says research-based or evidence-based doesn't necessarily mean then that it's something that children need, deserve, benefit from. It when they're still three. Be, yeah, exactly. it could still be serving just adult needs and not really being the best for children. So well, just becoming can- a critical consumer is important. Yes. And, and also following the money, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things yeah. to do. Um, who, who sponsored the research that says that this is what, you know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And, and I know I laugh about it, but it's, it's very true. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about, oh, every child who has an iPad does really well with XYZ. Oh, really? Who funded that? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did, 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 yep. did Apple fund that? Who could it be? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Where did it come from? So, and, yeah. and, 
yeah, just, I think that's just doing your, your due diligence. Where did it, yeah. where did it come Yeah. From? And I mean, you can do a really quick Google search and just look, uh, you know, how to read research and it, you can get a little tutorial kind of, uh, of response on that from that Google search that will tell you what kinds of things to look at, look at when you are reading research to determine whether it's, you know, trustworthy or credible or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a whole process valid. That's the word I was looking for. I guess valid is at the bottom of this cup of coffee. I didn't quite get to it yet. Didn't quite get that yet. And, and, and I also want to say, um, no, while I would not let you use articles you found doing a Google search, you know, in a master's thesis. Right. Um, if, if you're looking just to get a couple quick bullet point sound bites to keep a conversation going, uh, I would say there's no harm in doing whatever your topic is or whatever mm-hmm. your, your question might be. See what's already out there. I mean, and, and to the other nerds that are listening, I mean, Google does have a scholar search, yeah. you know, you, you, you can kind of ramp up you know, the citations and the, the links that you'd be getting if you did that kind of a search. But I mean, just to base, uh, if you just need a really quick couple of hits on why kids need to play outside in the wintertime, just Google it. <laughs> right. You Google get good it. information. You will still get some information yeah. and, and you might get something that is peer reviewed. You might get something that, you know, from uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Yeah. Um, or that, somebody else has done the work for you and has exactly. read the hard research and then summarized it in a way that's more accessible. Exactly. Exactly. That has helped me at sometimes. Can I just, I'm just going to, I know they're probably not listening except maybe Josie Schneider, but uh, shout out to librarians. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like, there was a time, well, this last semester when I was working on a research paper for school when I did need um, peer-reviewed journal articles and my search was not expansive enough to get me the number I needed. Man, I did a Facebook post and seven of my librarian friends had me taken care of within two minutes. Yes, I believe, yes. (laughs) And we forget that. We forget because I think going to a library... Like when I, I just moved to Florida and, you know, one of the first things I did was went and got a library card, you know, and people were like, why? <laughs> I'm, it's amazing, right? I'm in, I'm, yeah. I'm in a dangerous position at uh, Purdue because the Purdue libraries will deliver to your Purdue office. Oh my. So all I have to do is go on the website and pick the books I want and they send them to me. They don't come pick them back up again. So I'm waiting for somebody to take them all back for me. Uber. You can Uber. Call Uber. I'll just put my books in the Uber. Like, please get these to the library. Oh, that's funny. That's brilliant. Oh my God. We've got little food robots on Purdue now. Maybe I could send them back in a food robot. Really? Yeah. They're like little coolers on wheels with a tall flag hanging off to show you they're coming through. Huh. Deliver you food. Wow. Yeah, but that's off topic. It is a little We don't bit. do that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's no food food robot coming in to give me a snack. <laughs> well, I read my research there. We're back. There we go. We're connected now. Um I, oh good. What else? Anything else? I I don't think I so. Think that, I think that. I think maybe back in the day there was some I, I think what I'm circling back to is mm-hmm. a, the credibility or validity of a, of a mm-hmm. quote, Google yeah. search, you know, Google search. And I think back in the day, it, it was maybe a little fluffier sure. than it is now. So, yeah. you know, if it's, if, if you in your brain think, oh, I need something more than Google, mm-hmm. uh, I maybe start there 
and, sure. and maybe, maybe, maybe push that envelope a little bit and see what you do get right, right away. Yeah. Cause it, it could be all, what you're needing for that particular conversation that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But not Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a starting spot. Poor old Wikipedia. <laughs> um all right well great hooray we did it we did it yay um so i guess thanks for joining me (laughs) thanks for always having me i was uh, i mean i'll be honest i was i've had a couple weeks without any traveling and i moved and so my brain has not been in early childhood mode so i actually texted heather and was like please let me be on the show a couple times so i can get my head dialed back into the game before I get back out on the road. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been a long time since we recorded together. Um, So thank you again. And uh, I hope your traveling season that's about to start is a good one. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure Uh, I will be chatting with you along the way. Yeah, I hope so. All right. And thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you again on another episode. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.